the most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. Dudley Ward's home, Pineview, at Lake Tahoe, Charlie Chan is engaged in trying to find the person who murdered Landini, the opera singer. Suspicion points with equal force to Ward, Romano, Swan, and Ryder, all at one time or another married to Landini. Leslie Beaton, too, falls under suspicion because of her intense dislike of Landini, who had been engaged to Hugh Beaton. Leslie Beaton is being questioned by Inspector Chan and Don Holt, the sheriff, when she makes the statement that immediately previous to hearing the shot, she saw Mr. Ward, Mr. Romano, and Mr. Swan all leave the study. Sit down, Miss Beaton, please. Yes, here in this chair. Thank you. Your statement, Miss Beaton, if I may say so without reflection on your veracity, is most extraordinary. You say that immediately previous to firing of shot, you saw Mr. Ward, Mr. Romano and Dr. Swan all leave study. That's correct, Inspector Chan. Then, if you remember, in what order? Who was first? Oh, please. Please, Inspector. Must I answer these questions? So sorry, but I, we, Sheriff and I, must insist. Half a minute, Inspector. Tell me, Miss Beaton, what's the trouble? I know you're upset. That's natural. But now you, you look frightened. Don't you think so, Chan? Indeed, I do. If little lady feels like confiding in us, I'm sure that what she says will be held in confidence. Always provided it does not materially alter case. You're right. I am afraid. Dreadfully afraid. Of what, dear lady? Afraid of what? You ask me that. Here we are, living in this gloomy house, virtually locked up, until... Until a few minutes ago, a body lying in this very room. Somewhere in this same house, a murderer. One of us. A killer who killed for no reason that you've been able to discover. But, my dear, Leslie, Miss Beaton, you you really don't want to feel this way. I can't help it. I can't rest. I, I was in the next room, remember that. And the murderer, whoever he is, knows that. I must have seen the murderer leave. And the murderer knows that, too. You, both of you, have me here questioning me. The murderer knows that. If, if he thinks for a moment that I've disclosed anything that will lead to his discovery, do you think that he'll spare me? No, he won't. He'll kill me as he killed Landini. And you both know it. So sorry, Miss Beaton, that you should have endured this mental anguish. 
must plead guilty to not having thought of your extremely dangerous position. I fear that you have justification for your alarm. You're doggone right she has, Inspector. The fellow who killed Landini won't draw the line at killing anyone who is likely to know too much. And don't forget, my scarf in the dead woman's hands, my brooch beside her body. I don't want to be unjust, but I can't help but feel that someone put them there to implicate me. You have every justification for these thoughts, Miss Beaton. Will you listen to suggestion from me? Profit in all humility. Certainly, Mr. Chen. It is no false truth to say that solitude is good for the soul. Placidity is offspring of solitude. And I humbly suggest that you retire to your own rooms, perhaps to read. I have some books, and they are yours, and you are welcome. You... Both of you are so kind. Even policeman underneath gold badge has heart which beats. Do as I suggest. <laughs> Sheriff will gladly accompany you to your room while I question Ah Singh, who is listening outside door. Uh, what's that? Yes, Ah Singh. Send him in, please, while you take little lady to room. Thank you, Mr. Chan, for being so understanding. That, Miss Beaton is my pleasure. Well, I think, what were you doing? Oh, I'm maybe minding my own business. Listen to me. This is murder case. You answer question number one time, or a sheriff lock you in big jail. Danny? Danny Horty? Him lock me up? <laughs> Him all the same, a little boy. Little boy represent law. You understand? This is very serious, I think. You understand? You last person to see Madame Landini alive? Oh, no, no, me understand. No can help. Sing, you are holding something back. Not telling all you know. Oh, you're all the same crazy. Me telling you everything. Sing. Uh-huh. I want you to look, see these two cigarette boxes. The one... Uh, me, me look a see. They've been changed. Lids are on proper boxes. Sure. Me change it. Me find them. You were told to leave things as they were. Oh, I suppose that you're not lucky. Me change it back. No thing. There's no need now. That is all. Please send Mr. Ryder to see me. And, uh, Sheriff, if you'll be so kind. Yeah. So... Ah, Sing, he changed lids on box. What is matter that I cannot grasp? What is that something which my friend Inspector Duff of Scotland Yard would call essential clue? Where is missing link? What is meaning of pink scarf in dead woman's hand? What is meaning of red lid on yellow box? Oh, come in, Sheriff. You find me talking to self, searching for a reason of failure. We've got to get this thing cleared up for her, for Miss Beaton's sake, and for both our reputation. Yeah. Reputation is not even secondary consideration. Wise man makes difficulty to be overcome, first business. Success, 
is only following consideration. Did you meet uh, Ah Singh? No, why? Observe, if you please, cigarette boxes. Hmm, the lid's back on the proper boxes. Yes. Ah Singh blandly admits he made uh, change. And for what reason? I did not press for answer. It would be useless to question Ah Singh in present mood. Ah Singh is lying. Alas, too many people besides murder are lying. You mean someone is trying to cover up? Trying to help the murderer? Impossible at present moment to say. Possibly that someone thinks someone else murderer. I get you. Young Beaton thinking his sister did it. Leslie, uh, Miss Beaton thinking her brother did it. Swan trying to throw the blame on Miss Beaton. And then Cecile hating Landini because she was making up to her husband. Cecile has as good a motive as any of the others. That, my dear sheriff, we do not know. We are only guessing, which, as I said, is expensive habit. So far, nothing connects Cecile with murder, and yet, as you say, she is possible selection. Note, if you please, peculiar situation. Perhaps not peculiar to you, but to me. Up to this moment, unheard of, five people not accounted for a time of murder, and of five, no one offers alibi. By the way, we didn't ask Miss Beaton about the order in which we saw Ward, Romano, and Swan leave the study. It is immaterial at this moment. So far, we have failed to approach any more closely murderer. Yes, I agree. But person who fired misleading shot, what of him or her? I see what you mean. The person who fired that second shot is also the murderer. Either the murderer or the accomplice. Accomplice? I hadn't thought of that. I am thinking of saying that secret shared by two people is no longer secret. Perhaps while we may face the possibility of matching our minds against two brains instead of one, we also have on our side greater opportunity to observe differences in stories. Uh, be pleased to come in. Oh, Mr. Ryder. Yes, Ken. Another inquisition, I suppose. Inquisition is a very harsh word, Mr. Ryder. Uh, no more harsh than your high-handed treatment in keeping us here. Me, for instance. You were with me when the shot was heard. I couldn't possibly be guilty. Quite so, Mr. Ryder. And being so certain that blame cannot attach itself to you, why do you continue in disagreeable manner to refuse to benefit us with your assistance? I'm no stool pigeon. Let the police find their own criminals. I have, to a certain extent in past, overlooked your attitude, Mr. Ryder. Uh, naturally, since you were with me when the crime was committed, and so you couldn't possibly browbeat me into any semblance of fear. So sorry, Mr. Ryder, that you placed that interpretation on my efforts, solving brutal murder. But now, situation has changed. You have no more alibi than anyone else. What? What's that? Since you so much desire to always have things said by properly constituted authorities, I will ask Mr. Sheriff to explain. You see, Mr. Ryder, the shot we heard didn't kill Landini. No? Huh. I suppose there was more than one shot. There was. Landini was already dead when the shot you heard was fired. She was killed possibly four minutes before you heard the shot. And she was killed very probably standing on balcony outside window. You were looking out other window at time of approach of aeroplane, noise of which covered up shot. Who did you see? 
I refuse to say. Ah, but you admit that you saw someone? I admit nothing. Mr. Ryder, if you persist in this attitude, I'm sorry, but I'll have to arrest you. Uh, very well. If you will have it, you will. I saw... Yes, Mr. Ryder. We are waiting. I... I saw Miss Beaton. Again, suspicion is directed against pretty Leslie Beaton. But from the look on Don Holt's face, we gather that he believes that it is only Ryder's effort to divert suspicion from himself. After you have listened to your sponsor's message, Inspector Chan will be with us again with another of his quaint philosophical sayings. You said something about success being only secondary to the difficulty to be overcome. Can you enlarge upon that? Delighted, Mr. Wilson. Luck and opportunity alone are not foundation of success. Success is child born of hard work and comes to man who works calmly and well and knows for what he's working. Thank you, Inspector Chan. And good night. It has been honor, Mr. Wilson. Good night. Thank you.